We finally made it to the end of a pretty tough week across the world here. I'm John Rawl, and this is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We've got the latest coronavirus death toll number, as well as the breakdown by each of our southern states to relate with you in just a second. Other news in the coronavirus world, we'll tell you, and some of this includes school closure for one of our southern states for more than a month. We'll tell you which state that is as the little kids in that state rejoice right now, but this is nothing to rejoice about. We'll also tell you some positive news going on across the Southeast. In fact, some of this positive news ties into the virus. Willie Nelson helped out, try to get people's mind away from this thing with a little a little free concert available on Thursday night. We'll tell you about that and more. All that right here on the show that's all about the South, y'all, in our headlines as we scan the South to start today's show. Stay tuned, because not only do we have headlines, we have coming up in just a little bit some sports-related stuff to pass along. Some of this ties into the virus, but some of it does not. We'll let you know the latest on some of the NFL free agency stuff. Oh, gosh. It's been a wild and crazy last 24 to 48 hours in the National Football League. And we'll share that with you, plus tell you some of the college stuff. In fact, thanks to ESPN and this being the 100th year of, no, I'm sorry, 150th year of college football, at least it was in 2019, back when Rutgers and Princeton got together on the gridiron back in 1869. Well, in celebration of that, ESPN came out with their big list of the greatest college football players of all time. And in case you haven't looked at that list or you haven't paid enough attention here lately and you need something to kind of take your mind off us in celebration of 150 years of college football we have the greatest 150 players in college football's history and we'll certainly spotlight the ones from dixie that are among that list all that coming up in our sports showcase showcase here in just a few minutes and before the hour's up we have icymi in case y'all missed it matt hermans our barbecue barrister was on our show tuesday and he had the coronavirus in mind when he filed his report We've got coronavirus cooking, as he did something called spinalis roast, and we'll let you know what that is and some of his other sort of tidbits where we can all maybe take a little bit deeper breath and and try to get through this here the next couple of weeks, coronavirus, and the cooking aspect of that will be handled by Matt Hermans, our barbecue barrister at ICYMI, coming your way before the hour's up. Hour two. I hate to keep going on the virus thing. This really doesn't have to do with a virus, but because of what's going on now with this pandemic, it got me thinking, what song is a good song to play that kind of ties in with another time in our country's history where we've had a a rough time of it because of a pandemic or some kind of health-related reason? And we're going to go back to 1931. Jimmy Rogers, the singing break man, out of meridian mississippi he had a song called tb blues tuberculosis blues tb blues in fact tb killed jimmy rogers when he was in his early life and we're going to play jimmy rogers in that original 1931 version of the tb blues coming your way in hour two also in hour two we've got hashtag color blue a fun look around things going on some of which is virus related but we also have sally because of the virus things like the national cornbread festival being postponed until next year and there's a reason we're talking about the national cornbread festival i'll share that reason in our hashtag hollow blue of hour two then as we wrap up today's y'all show we'll take a look at the handful of movies that are brave enough to come out this weekend 
some of them in limited release form. But also, I'll tell you, thanks to Fandango, the top movies that people are watching via download. And maybe those movie suggestions might just help get you through the next couple of days. Although, did you hear, I think it was the European Union is requesting that Netflix do something because so many people are downloading movies because they're sitting at home quarantined or just trying to not be out in the public that it's causing, I guess, internet issues in the European Union. I don't think it's happening here in this country. Crazy, crazy times. Cray, cray, for sure, for sure. 803-816-1170 is our telephone number. If you want to reach out to us here on the Y'all Show, we welcome your feedback anytime. Our email address is y'allshow at y-a-l-l dot com. On Facebook, we're at Y'all Show, and you can go like us there right now and follow our page. We've got multiple posts going up every day, not just virus-related stories, plenty of non-virus-related stories. In fact, the data showing that most of you don't want to hear anything more about the coronavirus. And I don't blame you. I, I sure don't blame you. However, as we begin our headlines today, I'm going to have to tell you a little bit about the virus because it's really kind of big news, important news, and some of it affects the little kitties of the Southland. So let me tell you, as of Thursday afternoon, the coronavirus caseload for the United States had climbed to 13,475 cases. There have been 187 deaths as a result of the coronavirus here in this country. That's about a 1.4% death rate for the virus. And if there's any good news in that, at least right now, if there's any good news about deaths, that number is lower than what I think we saw in Italy and in China. Let's just hope that we keep that death toll way, way, way low, even lower than that. Of course, the common flu has about a 0.1% death rate. So this thing's at least 10 times more lethal than the common flu. But the good news is, if there's any good news, that our percentage of deaths here in this country seems to be a little bit lower than at least what we saw in China, South Korea, and in Italy, which was hit extremely hard by that. Now, breaking it down by state, the states that have the leading number of cases, New York has surged big time with more than 5,300 cases right now and 22 deaths in the state of New York. Washington State, which was hit hard first, their total caseload of the coronavirus, 1,225 cases, and they lead the country in the death toll with 69 in the state of Washington. California's just got around 1,000 cases. And then when we skip down to the south, Florida, with 390 total coronavirus cases and nine deaths reported. Louisiana, believe it or not, has 10 deaths. Louisiana has 380 confirmed cases. And in a conference call on Thursday with the 50 governors of the country, as well as the territorial governors of the United States, President Trump actually had a discussion with Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards. And Governor Edwards was very quick to point out, although Louisiana doesn't have the numbers quite like a New York or Washington state, but per, per capita, Louisiana is actually getting hit, I think, just about as hard as any state. Again, with 10 deaths in the Pelican State and almost 400 cases as of Thursday afternoon. So our thoughts there in Louisiana, as well as Florida with 390 cases. Other southern states, their coronavirus count right now. Georgia has had 287 cases with 10 deaths. The state of Texas, 275 cases with 5 deaths. The state of Tennessee, 154 cases, luckily no deaths in the volunteer state. 
the state of north carolina 124 cases and zero deaths as of thursday in the state of maryland 107 cases with one death that's a new death i think it was reported on thursday in the state of maryland state of virginia 99 cases with two deaths state of south carolina 77 total cases three deaths in the palmetto state in the state of alabama 69 cases no deaths arkansas's got 62 coronavirus cases and no deaths mississippi 51 cases one death and that was reported on thursday there in the magnolia state the state of oklahoma 46 cases and one death and the district of columbia has 40 cases and three deaths reported the commonwealth of kentucky 37 cases total one death from covid 19 the show me state of missouri 31 cases and one death and i think our last state is west virginia two cases reported zero deaths and west virginia just picked up its first case this week so all in all again we're pushing thirteen thousand plus on the active cases and the total death count of the coronavirus thus far 187 as of thursday afternoon our thoughts our prayers go to all y'all as we try to get through this darn thing as i said louisiana getting hit really really hard john bell edwards the governor says that the state could exceed the health care capacity in a week and needs help and he addressed this when he talked to president trump in this conference call thursday as he's asked the president for assistance meeting a quickly growing demand for hospital beds and other resources the governor in a call with the president said my fear based on modeling i've received today is that as early as seven days we can start to exceed our capacity to deliver health care and that even after surging we may only get an additional three days so i'm asking for help in terms of surging our medical capacity here and louisiana the governor of louisiana also asked for permission to surge patients into the federally run veteran veteran affairs hospital in the city of new orleans and trump said he would try to accommodate that request the governor also asked for more national guard assistance after deploying at least 400 troops to staff drive-through testing sites in the state of louisiana and also to overflow isolation edwards uh, areas edwards also said we're going to do everything we can to mitigate and slow the spread but in the time that we have we've got to increase our surge capacity that is my biggest concern i just wanted to express that to you and ask for your ongoing help that the words from john bell edwards of the state of louisiana louisiana has, again has detected at least 347 cases of the virus and has increased testing through these drive-through options in the state over the last couple of days now the governor of nearby mississippi weighed in on the coronavirus as he announced on thursday that the state of mississippi's public schools are going to remain closed as he ordered them closed the other day and tate reeves who's in his first year as the governor leading the state of mississippi tate reeves has ordered that all public schools in the state of mississippi will be closed until at least april 17th and all this to curb the spread of the coronavirus he said the schools will continue to receive state money and teachers will continue to be paid but he wants students to continue learning at the same time he said this is not a vacation as he made this presentation on facebook from the governor's mansion in jackson mississippi so mississippi kitties you could stay out of school for about another month but as the governor's told you this is not a vacation so listen to Governor Tate Reeves, if you don't mind. If you're a kid in the state of South Carolina and you're quarantining or staying home from school here for the next couple of days, 
Well, South Carolina's public television channel is South Carolina ETV, and South Carolina's Department of Education has partnered with ETV to broadcast curriculum-based programming for students ranging from pre-K through the 12th grade. Now, this may be going on in other states. I'm only aware of this happening in the Palmetto State. The partnership for programming comes after Governor Henry McMaster ordered schools closed across South Carolina because of the COVID-19 outbreak. And the state superintendent of education in South Carolina, Molly Spearman, said SCETV's ability to deliver curriculum-based programming into the homes of nearly 800,000 students impacted by statewide school closures will support the efforts of South Carolina educators to reduce the loss of instruction time. As Spearman went on to say, I appreciate the strong partnership of our agencies that has made this possible for the students, parents, and educators of our state. So in this case, <laughs> it's a good thing for the kids to watch television, at least in South Carolina. Programming on ETV will be modified for three days each week, and that starts March 24th for students from 8 to 6 p.m., but three days, they may vary from week to, to week going forward. Teachers will have the opportunity to take part in virtual professional development opportunities also on ETV. So maybe other public television networks across the Southeast are doing something similar, but at least in the Palmetto State, South Carolina's educational television, ETV, has curriculum going aboard the broadcast waves across the state of South Carolina here in this crazy, crazy time. An update out of Bentonville, Arkansas. Walmart has announced they're changing their hours nationwide because of the virus outbreak. They'll be limiting how many certain items a customer can buy at a time also. All U.S. locations of Walmart will now be open from 7 a.m. to 8.30 p.m., and that begins, to, well, it started Thursday. And that's that, that only will be adjusted and if a store actually doesn't open until later than 7 o'clock. So if you have one of your famous 24-hour Walmart locations near you, it's not going to be open now until 7 in the morning, and it will be closed at 8.30 at night. So essentially from 8.30 until 7 in the morning, 8.30 at night till 7 in the morning, your Walmart will be closed. Now, if you live in an area where your Walmart didn't open until 8, 9, 10, which I can't imagine they would, they're going to still be open at the regular time and closing at 8.30 p.m. This change is to help Walmart employees help restock the shelves better and sanitize the store. Shifts and other schedules will stay the same for employees during the adjusted hours. So how would you like to be a Walmart employee on the graveyard shift and now instead of stocking shelves and checking out customers, you're essentially going to be cleaning nonstop for your whole 10 to 12-hour shift that doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. Unfortunately, that's kind of the case for all department stores and grocery stores and any kind of business that's lucky enough to be open right now with this virus outbreak. Now, as we shift away from some of the doom and gloom, let me let me actually tell you a positive story. And this comes to us from the Tampa area. Kaylin Sheedy is a native or a resident of the Florida area around Tampa, St. Pete. And she was Florida's first case of a person testing positive for the coronavirus. As she had been in Italy and came back into the Sunshine State a couple of weeks ago and ended up coming down with a positive test of the coronavirus, she's just put out a, a message on social media. And I'm going to let you hear from this person who I think is a trainer there in Florida. And she's done a great job of kind of walking through some of the fear 
and her message she says everyone take a deep breath i'm 29 years old and i've made a full recovery as of right now my recovery statistic isn't showing up on maps or in the news this should be a reminder that the information you're reading and the statistics you're seeing in the media may not be accurate i did my entire isolation quarantine process from inside my home you can too I never saw a doctor face-to-face. I was okay. I was in contact with a doctor and a biosanitist from the epidemiology team at the Florida Department of Health daily, but I wish I had a recovery story to reference. This virus is going to affect everyone differently. This is just my experience. It wasn't terrible. I hope this helps. And this, again, from Kaylin Sheedy. She goes on to include some of the symptoms. On day one of this, she had a 102 to 103 fever with a dry cough and fatigue day two more of the same 103 fever dry cough fatigue on day three no fever she had a wet cough mucus coming from her mouth shortness of breath she said i never felt impaired to the point of needing to be admitted to the hospital although i could see how someone with underlying conditions or elderly could have more a more difficult experience day four wet cough and music mucus rather and more shortness of breath on day five through seven started supplement protocol wet cough more aggressive and a shortness of breath scary times here for her on day eight through nine a wet cough mucus she did note the uh clear tinted there was a yellow clear tinted with blood in her mucus that only lasted two days dry cough day 10 and 11 with mucus and she said she felt 100 percent physically on day 10 through 11 but she still had a dry cough day 12 asymptomatic first negative test day 13 asymptomatic day 14 asymptomatic second negative test so that's when she was out of the woods there and let's just let you hear from kaylin sheedy she she does a great job pointing this out herself and we've got her instagram video that she put up this week and here is this floridian talking about her experience as the first coronavirus patient in the state of florida and now that she's made a full recovery let's hear from kaylin Hey everyone, this is just a quick message to anyone dealing with the coronavirus right now. I'm 29 years old, my name's Kaylin, and I recovered from the virus in 12 days. It was a crazy process. I went through this the last two weeks, so it was fairly new to the US. I was the first female confirmed patient in Florida, and I just wanna share some of my story to let you guys know that um, you're gonna be okay. All of this fear and panic that is spreading throughout our daily conversations isn't helping us, isn't a really good solution to any of these problems that we're dealing with. Um, Whether you're tested and confirmed positive or whether you think you have it or you're not sure, the best thing that you can do is protect the people around you and protect the rest of society as much as you can. Um, isolation is so important right now. Quarantining is so important as well. Um, as healthy young individuals, we have to realize that this virus isn't really about us. It's about the potential it has to spread to those at higher risk and the impact that that's going to have on others. This is a really summarized video. I want to be able to answer some more questions. I want to be able to go into a little bit more detail if you guys are interested in knowing more about my recovery. Um, But the things you can do right now if you don't have the virus is to boost your immune system, clear your mind, and just take a deep breath. Kaylin Sheedy of Florida, 
and she's recovered from the coronavirus and that's a great thing and we appreciate her putting that out on social media and if you're concerned about it there's an example of someone from right here in the south who's gone through this and has lived to tell about it and as she said she never went in and saw a doctor she did have some i would say mild problems shortness of breath mucus things like that but she's doing great and she looks great too by the way let's move on to some more stories here in the south if we weren't worried about the coronavirus here's a little bit of a positive story scientists expect that flooding here now that we're officially by the way it's officially spring that's a good sign that's a good story right there scientists expect spring floods here to be milder than last year and the risk level for the south if you look at the map minor flooding expected in most of the south the only areas it looks like according to the experts from the noaa the weather experts they've got most of mississippi alabama and georgia listed as a moderate flood risk here for the springtime with no problems in portions of virginia west virginia and most of florida should be great most of texas is perfectly fine it's going to not be flooding in your lone star state the only areas of the country that run the risk of major flooding problems here in the spring according to noaa is the northwest corner of minnesota and north dakota also stretching down into south dakota and then some of iowa and illinois around the mississippi river area they're expecting some flooding there but the good news is for everybody around the mississippi river from cape Girardeau south to the mighty mighty mississippi to the gulf of mexico it shouldn't be anything like it had been in 2019 with flooding and that's very welcome news as the experts again predicting a mild flood flood forecast here for the next few months happy spring to everybody more good news if you want to call it this u.s-led coalition troops are pulling out of their base in western iraq as they pulled out as part of a planned drawdown iraqi and coalition officials are in agreement on this while training activities by the coalition were suspended amid concerns about the coronavirus so forces withdrew from al-qaim um, that's on the syria and iraq border when other withdrawals coming in iraq in the coming weeks the plan is in the works and a senior official there said the, the withdrawal has agreed between the government of iraq and coalition forces so if you've got loved ones who are serving right now there's about 7500 coalition troops in iraq assisting and providing training to the iraqi security counterparts who fight the isis rem- remnants of isis right now it looks like more and more of our great troops coming back here out of Iraq still have plenty in Afghanistan, and that drawdown continues. Two Americans, speaking of that part of the world, two Americans imprisoned in Iran and Lebanon have now been released, and that's wonderful news. Michael White was imprisoned more than a year ago for insulting Iran's supreme leader, and he was released to the Swiss embassy as part of a furlough that will require him to remain in Iran the U.S. will work for his full release. So that guy's still in Iran, uh, but right now he's not at least in captivity, released to the Swiss embassy. The American other one was a New Hampshire restaurant owner, Amar Farkari, and he was imprisoned in Lebanon, and he'd faced decades-old murder and torture charges in Lebanon, and he was released by a judge because more than 10 years had passed since the crimes he was accused of committing happened. And now he's released. So these two releases here happening this week. And I'd have to think the spread of coronavirus could have been part of the reason the guy, Michael White, I'm not sure where he's from, 
uh, maybe California, I think I saw it. That's where he's from. He had been in, detained in Iran while visiting a girlfriend there back in July 2018 and sentenced to 10 years in prison for insulting Iran's supreme leader and posting private information. And now he's released, but still in the country. You might not want to get an Iranian girlfriend, everybody out there, and or if you're your ladies out there, don't get you an Iranian boyfriend either. That's not really the smartest love connections. More good news. If, you, if we can say good news, it's not just because of the virus, but remember two weeks ago we had that awful tornado hit Nashville. Well, the John C. Toon Airport, that's just uh, to the east of downtown Nashville, near the Cumberland River, it was just just pummeled by the tornado outbreak of March 3rd. Well, good news here for John C. Toon Airport. It's going to reopen today after sustaining this massive damage from the tornado that hit the Nashville area. And the airport reopens. Cleanup continues there, but it has been restored, the effort to restore it enough to support safe flight operations on a 24-hour basis. And a lot of people use that airport because, frankly, Metro Nashville's, the Nashville Airport BNA, it's a busy, busy airport with Southwest flights coming in and out. So a lot of your private planes go into the John C. Toon Airport, and with it being just heavily hit, it really hurt the travel in and out of Nashville. The infrastructure damage alone to the airport estimated at $93 million, and that doesn't include any estimates of personal property damage. That includes like airport the, to the aircraft. There are vehicles there. More than 90 planes were damaged in that March 3rd tornado when it went through the John C. Toon Airport property. 17 hangars were destroyed or damaged. And just a one of the photos of that thing made national news, and it looked like a bomb went off there. But great news, Nashvilleians and anybody else flying into Nashville, if you don't want to go into the big airport, the John C. Toon Airport is open and ready for you to land. Hard to believe, but this year marks the 25th anniversary of the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. And the Oklahoma City National Memorial Museum, which had planned to have a Big time ceremony to mark the 25th anniversary of this tragic day, April 19th of 1995, where 168 people were killed there. They're now going to have a live ceremony via television because of the coronavirus outbreak. The program will be offered to television stations across Alabama, or rather Oklahoma, and that happens again April 19th in place of a live ceremony at the museum, according to the director of the Oklahoma City National Memorial and Museum And this program is to include the traditional reading of the names of the 168 people that died. And that happened again, 1995. The museum also announced that it's going to close indefinitely and that the anniversary ceremony would be altered because of the virus. Performances, by the way, in case you are wondering about this, the performances include a performance by the Oklahoma City Repertory Theater, the Canterbury Voices of Oklahoma City, and the Oklahoma City Ballet. And also, the Oklahoma City Ballet has a ballet choreographed to songs by Oklahoma native Vince Gill. But most of this has been postponed, unfortunately, because of the virus. But I know a lot of us pay more attention now because it happened sooner to what happened September 11, 2001. But that day back in 1995 and just the horror of that bombing right here in our part of the country in Oklahoma City. If you were around then, you'll never forget that day and the just senseless loss of life there. 
Back to some good positive news for you. A pregnant sea calf who swam four miles to shore after being swept away by Hurricane Dorian back in September has now given birth to what they call a miracle calf. And this is in Beaufort, North Carolina. This photo of the sea calf was posted on social media this week as a group was hired to return the pregnant cow back home to North Carolina's Cedar Island. And the cow named Dory was one of three swept away by Dorian that were found in the state's Outer Banks area. The calf has one brown and one blue eye. Having differently colored eyes is a rare condition shared by various animals, including wild horses. And again, this is a sea calf born in North Carolina. And we are certainly happy about this sea calf (laughs) moving into North Carolina's Outer Banks area and having a, a calf now, a miracle calf. Great news again. Hurricane Dorian generated eight foot. It generated a eight foot tall mini tsunami, and because of that, it washed this calf's mother and dozens of other animals away. Twenty eight wild horses, by the way, there in the Outer Banks, of North Carolina, died as a result of the hurricane. Those very valuable, treasured animals that I've gone on a tour and seen just north of Beaufort before. If you ever have a chance to see that, maybe when this darn quarantine thing ends, we'll be able to get to places like Beaufort, North Carolina and see the beauty there. But congratulations to the sea cow. Now, a lot of musicians around the world now are bored. They don't have gigs to play. They they can't even go in and record right now because of the virus. I watched something the other night that I was just tickled to watch. I spent two hours watching YouTube, a live broadcast on YouTube. And I've got to say a very special thank you to my favorite country music group shenandoah for putting this on as shenandoah also brought in artists like michael ray t graham brown and more for an event called keep the music playing this was a facebook live broadcast which you also can go find it on youtube go to shenandoah's youtube channel and you'll see the archive of this keep the music playing two hour you can call it a benefit they weren't really breaking their neck to raise money they were essentially just trying to make people feel good and the band Shenandoah played there, and country music legends like T. Graham Brown in attendance, and the up-and-comers like Michael Ray there, and they even had an inside edition host kind of narrating the whole thing. And it was all to bring awareness of COVID-19's outbreak, but also to help out the Middle Tennesseans who've been impacted by the tornadoes here of March 3rd. And Michael Ray was one of the singers on that, and he's going to keep the fun going. He's actually got something called Concert from the Couch that he's putting on here this week. You can go to his Instagram page and find that. And the great Willie Nelson teamed up with Paul Simon for a free online concert Thursday night. I don't know if y'all saw this or not, but yes, a lot of people like John Legend and Coldplay's Chris Martin are putting on free concerts from their homes in most cases and streaming them on Instagram. Who would have thought this a week ago that these people would be offering music free on social media but these people usually play about every day somewhere and so for them to get told hey go home and stay away from people has to be a rather unusual thing now some people are taking advantage of this to make a little money they're creating the accounts where you can virtually tip them if you'd like i don't know if willie nelson uh if he needs too many tips i think he's doing okay financially these days the irs is not knocking on his door Uh, but he's bringing friends along as willie nelson he hosts the Luck Reunion each week or each year, and that's a music festival party that takes place in Luck, Texas, 
the the years for this festival for this year has been canceled so he helped create till further notice a free five-hour online concert with himself willie nelson paul simon jewel and a whole lot of other people were part of that thing so go google that again willie nelson last night putting that on for a free online concert willie nelson now in his late 80s and i don't think's played for a couple of months he's had a few health issues here lately and i think i'm right on this his last concert was in the fall at the ballpark at jackson in jackson tennessee home of the southern league champion jackson generals and willie played there and i i think i'm right he hasn't actually played out in public since that time i could be wrong but good to see him there in west tennessee whenever he was there a couple of months ago now other singers are also helping out right now and we know now that the academy of country music awards has moved it won't be happening here from their normal spot they've pushed it back i think till the fall but because they've announced this postponement till the april 5th show it's going to be a lot of the months down the road a lot of touring artists who had had to cancel or postpone tours are now doing these online concerts like keith urban's performing these things and more and the acm they're doing their part to promote country music even in a time like the coronavirus and outside of music if you like watching television shows which most of us do this is another positive sign here in a week of doom and gloom hey conan o'brien is going back on the air starting march 30th his show on tbs will be produced and the staff's going to remain at home the show will be brought together with conan o'brien on an iphone and the guests will come in on via skype so that'll that ought to be a lot of fun yes jimmy fallon's has produced a 10 minute uh 10 minute at home shows for the tonight show here recently i saw where that guy on cbs did something from his bathtub and more but yeah conan o'brien said this will not be pretty but feel free to laugh at our attempt good to see him doing something i love me some conan o'brien don't y'all he's a funny son of gun too bad he is not from the south he's about as yankee as you can give but boy he is hilarious We've got some sports stuff to pass along. Free agencies going on in the NFL. We've got a quick report on that. And some of the greatest college football players of all time from the South. We'll share some of that list. Plus, before the hour's up, we've got Matt Herman's and a little bit of the encore of his coronavirus cooking tips. That's all ahead on the Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. to the y'all show with the general of all things southern general john rawl and we are the show that covers everything in the south and right now uh, this spot on the end of the week celebration of the y'all show we usually have only college sports headlines 
let's be honest there's not a lot of college sports news going on right now there's really not a lot of sports news period one thing that did break on thursday that's kind of important to a lot of you here in the south if you're a new orleans saints fan head coach sean payton tested positive for the coronavirus he announced that to espn on thursday he says he's the first person in the nfl he's the first person in the nfl world known to test positive for the virus he said he didn't feel well this past sunday he took the test on monday and got the results thursday afternoon sean payton resting at home he is fatigued but said he's one of the 20 percent of the cases that has no fever and no cough he's going to be quarantined in his home through the weekend he says he's upbeat and optimistic about a full recovery again new orleans saints head coach sean payton testing positive for the coronavirus and to my knowledge he's the first person in the nfl world to test positive we wish the coach all the best and all of you panthers buccaneers and falcons fans are probably hoping coach payton gets well but stays quarantined for the rest of the year so he doesn't have to coach against uh, your other fellow nfc south teams now nfl free agency kicked off on wednesday it's getting crazy we've got a few of the transitions that are happening in the world of the nfl first off former georgia quarter uh, corner former georgia running back i got quarterbacks on my mind for a good reason by the way great georgia bulldog running back todd Gurley has been released by the los angeles rams they also released clay matthews clay matthews linebacker for the rams the browns have added cornerback kevin johnson that's a good news there the panthers got wide receiver kirk kirkwood on a one-year deal as he was with the saints in the past of course, a lot of people are paying attention to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they evidently have got a guy named Tom Brady to be in the pewter and gold, pewter and red. What, what, what? I know they're pewter and something, and he'll be a buck, it looks like. Another quarterback big story from the NFL, the Denver Broncos have waived Joe Flacco, the former Baltimore Raven quarterback. He's gone from Denver, and I think I also saw that the Carolina Panthers, they are bringing in the former New Orleans Saints backup quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, former Louisville Cardinal quarterback. And he will be a Carolina Panther because it looks like the Panthers are parting ways with the great Cam Newton as he'll be moving on, it looks like, to another team. If he even plays, there's certainly a whole lot more to that story. But free agency, the big topic right now in the NFL, and you'll just have to keep checking your feeds to see the latest cuts and moves and maneuvers as it's a a crazy time for the NFL, regardless of a virus outbreak or not. Now, what about baseball? We know that Major League Baseball's opening day has been postponed for weeks, if not months. And how's that affecting not the big stars, but the minor league players, as they also were shut out of spring training camps? These guys don't make a lot of money. And we know now that they will receive allowances from teams through April 8th. And a plan is currently underway to compensate those players during the postponed portion of the regular season. As Major League Baseball said Thursday that minor leaguers are going to receive their allowances, which is usually $100 to $400 per week from teams in a lump sum. The payments will cover allowances due starting Thursday through the previously scheduled end of spring training. So, yeah, we've got a lot of big stars out there who are currently sitting there twiddling their thumbs with not a whole lot to do. And that's fine and dandy, perhaps, if you're a big star with millions and millions of dollars and a lot of people helping you out because you're a big star. But there's a lot of great baseball players who aren't quite big stars. They're in the minor leagues, and every dollar helps. And for these baseball players, the minor leaguers, to get the 100 to $400 a week coming their way in an allowance 
is a big help. I saw one minor league pitcher this week. He's with the New York Yankees AAA team, which I think is in Trenton. Trenton Thunder, I think is the name of that team. Trenton, New Jersey, by the way. He's from the South. And he's quarantined as a couple of these minor league players got they contracted the coronavirus or if they didn't get it they were sent to quarantine because they might have been around a player that tested positive so this pitcher for the yankees minor league system started doing push-ups on a picnic table and i think he was in arizona i think or looked like he was in arizona based on the scenery i saw there and these guys are bored they're all bored and they should be playing baseball right now in fact major leagues baseball their opening day was supposed to be this coming week i think it was march 27th the earliest start date in Major League history. And we're months away from baseball getting underway, it looks like. At least Major League might even have a a season. We know the college game got canceled altogether. Speaking of cancellations and postponements and more to the world of golf, and we're trying to figure out when golf's majors will be played, as we've already seen two majors be postponed for a while. The Masters was just postponed. They made a big point to make sure everybody knows that they have not canceled. They've decided to postpone the distinction important, according to the officials there with Augusta National. They say that the that they hope to get this thing in. It might be a couple of months down the road, but man, how great would it be if we could find a way to play the Masters and the PGA Championship? Remember, this is the year that they were changing the golf schedule up. They've made some tournaments a little bit more important, like the Memphis tournament each year is now one of the world golf classic tournaments a lot more money most every big star is now participating in that tournament in the middle of the summer which it's freaking hot in memphis in the middle of the summer but they have that tournament there the pga championship which was set for may in san francisco it's already postponed in addition to the master so it's just one one huge huge mess here with the olympics also they were supposed to be played in late july and a lot of the golfers were going to try to participate in that so Rough time for all sports, including golf right now. Now, as we wrap up our sports talk here on this end of the week celebration of the Y'all Show, let's we got to mix in a little college football if we can. Well, remember in 2019, we celebrated the 150th year of college football. And ESPN came out with their 150 greatest players in college football's 150-year history. And they've done some great production on that. And just to help you remember how cool college football is, I know we're several months away from its start, if if it starts on time, that is. Let me tell you some of the big names that made this list of the 150 players, and they've got them ranked. So I'll just go here and, and read off a handful of these, mostly that have Southern connections. The number one greatest college football player in the history of the sport, according to ESPN, Georgia's Jim Brown, not the Georgia Bulldogs, the state of Georgia, Jim Brown, I think he was from somewhere around Savannah, I think is where Jim Brown's from. Of course, played collegiately for Syracuse from 54 to 56 and went on to play for the Cleveland Browns and, of course, went on to act. Jim Brown, the number one player all time. Georgia, speaking of Georgia, Georgia does have the number two player in all time history of the college football game. Herschel Walker, Georgia Bulldog running back 80 to 82. Another running back from the South, Auburn's Bo Jackson, checks in at number three in the college football list. Archie Griffin's four. We won't talk about him as he's a darn Yankee. And moving on down the list, another running back out of the South, Earl Campbell, Texas Longhorn RB from 74 to 77, made the list. Then as we move on, Barry Sanders out of Oklahoma State. He, number nine on this list here. A lot of running backs here. 
hey congratulations to this guy i don't know where he's from originally but he played for the middies of the united states naval academy roger Staubach, the number 11 greatest quarter player in college football history and of course a running back or rather a quarterback and a heisman trophy winner in 1963 doc blanchard got to give him some love he's a south carolinian he started out his career at north carolina then went to west point and was a member of the black knights team there during world war ii remember him mr left mr right or mr inside mr outside sorry and he was mr inside doc blanchard a native of south carolina who played his high school ball in the great state of mississippi i think he played for st stanislaus in bay st louis is where he went to high school how a guy goes from bishopville south carolina to bay st louis mississippi is rather strange to me all right keep it on going more players jackson state tiger alum walter payton made this list at number 16 the great tony dorsett who played at pitt he's in here at 17 the other guy part of the mr inside mr outside glenn davis of army another heisman trophy winner i think he was on this list at number 18 tennessee vol great reggie white defensive end for the vols in the early 1980s he's in here at number 19 on the greatest players in college football history and i'll just wrap this up with number 20 billy sims great rb for the oklahoma sooners in the late 70s he's on here plenty of other guys like peyton manning he's at 21 billy cannon heisman trophy winner for the now national champion lsu tigers he helped lsu win a championship in 58 and great all-american billy cannon is one of the tons of great players on this list people like dope walkers on here Deion sanders sammy ball marshall falk you've got other players from the south that made the list like lawrence taylor of unc and more just a fun list go through it if you get a chance at espn your 150 greatest college football players of all time we've got another segment left here in this hour i'm all happy i'm clapping my hands about it because we're going to talk a little food matt hermans was on our show tuesday with his barbecue barrister report and he's got a very special report here this week coronavirus cooking (laughs) so make sure you stick around for icymi in case y'all missed it and it's coming up next Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, wrapping up another week here. And on Tuesday, we had a very special report from Matt Hermans, as we have right now as part of this end-of-the-week celebration in this segment, I-C-Y-M-I, in case y'all missed it. Matt Hermans is our barbecue barrister, and because of this whole virus, virus taking over everything, including maybe how we eat and our eating habits, Matt Hermans was on to talk about that. He, he and his honey had to eat something he'd never had before, all because there wasn't anything at the grocery store when they went shopping. So they had to make do. And we'll discuss that now with Matt Hermans. A little spinalis roast. What in the world is that? Matt Hermans will tell us about it and some of the other changes that you can learn from in your cooking habits, all because of COVID-19. It may be a good time to kind of uh, try to put uh, put some of those kitchen skills back to work um, or learn, you know, if you've got a cookbook laying around. I mean, a lot of these a lot of the stuff you have in the cabinet and uh we we uh 
the way we go is we always keep a pretty light cabinet. So I, we usually buy stuff uh, on a weekly basis and use it up and then go back to the store. I don't like having food wasting in the fridge or in the, in the cabinet. It's just kind of the way we do it. But um, there is stuff. Everybody's got some stuff, some grains or rice or, you know, an old sack of grits somewhere in the pack cabinet that hadn't been used for a long time. You'd be surprised at what type of, what type of meals and things you can come up with. Some of these big old recipes, if you've got an old recipe book, they're pretty simple. You got a little bacon or a little piece of meat or even a little bit of chicken broth and some rice. Uh, you can put something together and, uh, you know, it may not be fine dining, uh, but probably to, to somebody during the depression, they may say, Hey, there's nothing wrong with this. Right. So yeah, it's kind of perspective that we have. And I, Lord knows I am part of that perspective too. I love going out to eat and, doing that stuff but we uh you know our shopping list did not go it was not a dream list so uh but we just kind of like you did you got some canned chicken meat i got some random cuts of meat that i've never used before but we got it and we're going to be able to eat it and uh you know hopefully not 12 months from now i may i may be you know i may be a lot thinner than i am now put it that way but uh <laughs> there's 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 stuff you can do there's there is um you know, get in the kitchen, take a look around, you know, for those, for folks out there who don't cook, and a lot of people don't, you know, hey, you know, you, you get, this may be the time to learn. <laughs> you got no other choice, right? The barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, and coronavirus cooking on his mind. Go back to our Tuesday Y'all show in our archives at y'all.com, and you can hear that whole interview, a fun conversation with the barrister. We've got another hour of the Y'all Show coming back. The virus is on our mind, but this is one that was happening back in the Great Depression era. Something called tuberculosis. And a fellow from Meridian, Mississippi, the singing break man, sang a song called TB Blues. And we'll play that one from Jimmy Rogers. That's coming up as part of our kicking off the weekend the right way. And our Friday free for y'all, we also have hashtag Hullabaloo and some movie talk coming your way in the final hour of this, the Y'all Show. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Ain't no virus going to stop us from having a kickoff to the weekend. That's what we're doing right now. This is y'all, and we're going to get it going here with David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying. She told me goodbye But I knew the Lord It was breaking her heart That she was breaking mine So for the sake of her feelings And the sake of my pride I told her not to worry about me So I'm sitting here Soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming her back And laughing out loud With the smoke so thick The blues can't hang around With the jukebox Jumping like I just don't care If they're dancing over here Or fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party I'll look back and try to recall 
takes my truck To take my keys and lock them up tight Let the good times flow And I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light The night's still young And I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming them back And laughing out loud with the smoke so thick The blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like they just don't care If they're dancing over here I'm fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party Everybody now, let's sing. Night, I'm looking for a party crown. Slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick. The blues can't hang around. We are hanging around and hanging out. It's the y'all show. Like it just don't care if they're dancing over here. Or fighting over there, I'm making the rounds. Looking for a party crowd. Again, no virus is going to stop us. Let me hear from you. Looking for a party crowd. Slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick. The blues can't hang around. We are hanging in and hanging out and hanging on. This is the All Show. The weekend's here, used guys. And David Lee Murphy and that mid-1990s hit helps get us in the right mood for Saturday and Sunday. And Heck, some of you don't have to go to work at all because of COVID-19. Some of you are, <clears throat> air quotes, working from home. How much work can you really be doing? Unless you do it automatically. I do a lot of work from home. I'm used to it. It's it's the norm for me. But those of you who are who've been going into an office for your whole career, and now you're told to stay home and work from home, that's got to be not only different, that almost has to be almost like, eh, eh, not going to happen. Not going to not gonna be productive here for me. But prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. We'd love to see that maybe you might be even more productive. I'm sure there's some of you who see this as a, a challenge and you're going to get more done. And you just might get an email from the boss here in the next couple of days saying, You've done such a great job at home. You're just going to have to stay home going forward, virus or no virus. And by the way, here's a little tip. Here's a little extra money in your pocket for you to go out and buy wet wipes and other cleaning products. Just what you always want to do with that extra money in your pocket, right? (laughs) Yes, uh, we are the Y'all Show. We are talking about the South. We're talking about coronavirus and more. And we do that here on a network of radio stations across the South. We do this every day, Monday through Friday. If this is your first time tuning in because you're stuck at home, you're maybe working from home. Maybe you're one of our great children of the South who you're being told to not go to school and you're scanning the radio dial and you're listening to this guy talking to you with a Southern accent called John. And you're thinking, hey, what is this guy talking about? Is this this show worth my time? Should I even be listening? Yes, you should be, because we cover everything going on in the South, and we we educate here on the Y'all Show. Yes, we have a little scare. This coronavirus is going on right now. 
But here, as we get ready on this part of our Y'all Show, on the end of the week edition, where we play another song here in a second, we try to let you know a little bit more about music history and the history of this region when we get to this point each and every week. And we're going to go now for this next song as part of our kicking off weekend to a Mississippi native. This guy was born in Mississippi. He transformed music forever. He is a celebrity throughout the whole world. And his songs have been covered by all kinds of artists. And he died way too early in his life. We're not talking about Elvis Presley here. We're talking about James Charles Rogers. Jimmy Rogers. The great singing brakeman. The blue yodeler. Known as the father of country music. And Jimmy Rogers, who was born, and this is debatable, debatable. Some say he was born in Meridian in Mississippi, Lauderdale County. Born September 8th, 1897. But the folks across the line, I think it's Sumter County, Alabama, and Geiger, they say, wait a minute. Jimmy Rogers, the father of country music, was born right here in Geiger, Alabama. Because that was the home of his paternal grandparents. And I've been in that area a good bit. And there's still debate today. There might be a war between Alabama and Mississippi. The twin states might have a war over the great singing break man's birthplace. Not quite the same in Tupelo, where Elvis, we know, was born on the east side there. And Jimmy Rogers, I've I've not seen where he was born because there's a debate. I have been to Jimmy Rogers' grave. He's buried there in Meridian, Mississippi. He died in 1933. At the age of 35, he was a youngster, even younger than Elvis when he passed away. In New York City is where he died. Now, I'll tell you why Jimmy Rogers died an early death in a second. But I came to know Jimmy Rogers mostly in the 1990s. I actually started an effort to do a documentary on the singing break man. And at that time, I was in Tuscaloosa a lot, and I was in West Alabama and I was trying to do a documentary and roll it out in time for his 100th, what would have been his 100th birthday, which in that case would have been in the year 1997, as he was born in 1897. I did not meet that objective. I couldn't. I got the book. I read the book about Jimmy Rogers, but I just just couldn't pull it together. My apologies. Maybe somebody out there did one. And if it hasn't been done, let me go ahead and say, I'll do it. I'll be the next one to do a documentary on the singing breakman. But one of the reasons I was actually drawn to Jimmy Rogers was in my previous life, I actually had one of my ex-wives. Her grandfather was still alive in the 1990s, and he had a couple of times run into Jimmy Rogers when he was a youngster. He was a guy that hung out at the local store in a town called Artesia, Mississippi. Artesia, a railroad town southeast of Starkville, but about an hour, 20 minutes, maybe north of Meridian. And this this grandfather of my wife, ex-wife, late wife, as I affectionately call her, he told me how he remembered seeing Jimmy Rogers come in there. And this is in the middle of the, really in the early days of the Great Depression, when he saw him as a youngster 
and this this grandfather would have been born around 1910 so he was about 12 years younger than jimmy rogers but still old enough that he knew who he was jimmy rogers was a star in those early 1930s and he said he used the term about jimmy rogers i'd never heard anybody use before about another person and i'm going to actually google this right now to make sure i give you the correct definition he said of jimmy rogers that he was a real dude and of course i've heard the word dude I, I've never heard it in the way that this person referred to Jimmy Rogers, his fellow Mississippian, by the way. Did you know that the word dude, one of the definitions of a dude is a stylish, fastidious man, uh, a person who's stylish, a guy that dresses well called a dude. It also is a word used just to describe a man or, or any kind of male or, or guy. You can call him a dude, but another definition is a guy who actually dresses very very well and jimmy rogers did that and here we are in the 1930s in mississippi and can you imagine this man that i knew and cared for a lot seeing this guy walk in in the middle of the 1930s in a fancy suit and a fancy hat and was a star yeah i'm sure it left quite a mark so that's how i first came to know jimmy rogers and then when I started learning about him, I, I learned about his life. Jimmy Rogers, part of the reason he was one of the fathers of country music, he was in on that very first recording session that happened in Bristol, Tennessee in the early 19... Uh, it was in 1927. Is when Ralph Peer, who was a recording engineer, went into the mountains of Tennessee and invited people to come record. And that was the first time that true traditional music had been recorded in the South. as Up until that time, if you wanted to record something, you had to go to a place like New York City. And Jimmy Rogers actually saw a ad in a newspaper. He was actually in Asheville, North Carolina, saw the ad for people to come record in Bristol. He went to Bristol and recorded, and the rest is history. Now, one of the other acts that were part of this recording session there in 1927 was the famous Carter family. And they were part of that original group that recorded in Bristol. And Jimmy Rogers, I would probably, I, I don't think this is being disrespectful to the, any of the other acts. He really became the star of that session and ended up selling a lot of records, had songs that were well-received well around the world, really. And his first recording, by the way, August 4th, 1927, the Soldier's Sweetheart, and that was recorded in Bristol. And again, from there, he had success and got invited up to Yankee Land to record from that point forward. And he recorded songs like Blue Yodel, number one, T for Texas. That's been recovered by or covered by a lot of people. In the Jailhouse Now. We're in the Jailhouse Now. Y'all know that song. Jimmy Rogers recorded that in 1928, also there in the New York City area. Uh, a, a great little novelty song in the jailhouse now that he wrote that alongside Elsie McWilliams in the jailhouse now. And Memphis Yodel, that's another one. He did a lot of those Yodel train songs. Of course, Meridian, Mississippi, a train town. And he had a lot of, lot of songs throughout that time period. He even recorded in Atlanta a couple of his songs, like My Carolina Sunshine Girl recorded there, Dallas, Texas. Songs like Frankie and Johnny recorded there. And 
L.A. I mean, this guy went all over. It was a, it was a big star he recorded in Texas. In fact, I'm going to play in a second a song that he recorded in January of 1931 in San Antonio. And I'll tell you that song in a second. And sadly, this song, unfortunately, has something to do with Jimmy Rogers' decline. It, it was the reason he died. The song he sang was TB Blues. And tuberculosis, an infectious disease which affects the lungs, was going around big time in the 1930s. It was called consumption due to the weight loss that you got from it. And the infection of other organs caused a whole bunch of other problems if you got tuberculosis. Now, tuberculosis still happens. It still happens. Luckily, we've come up with vaccines and more to help control it. But back in the 1930s, a lot of people had tuberculosis problems. And it was something that people were just absolutely paranoid about, rightfully so. And efforts were put out to to let people practice better things and here this week as we're dealing with this whole COVID-19 I couldn't help but think of tuberculosis now here in this country we don't see but about the the not that many cases I mean let's be honest we've we've come a long way in tuberculosis over the last hundred years or so but as I said back in the time that Jimmy Rogers was a youngster in his around early 30s this was going on in the south and a lot of people died and jimmy rogers was one of those people and he came down with the illness and before he died he he luckily did have this song out tb blues and to tell you about his death he his final recording session he was so weak from fighting tb for several years that he had a nurse accompanying him and he needed to rest on a cot in between songs and ultimately right in the middle of the great depression you have to wonder if if he had not had the tuberculosis in the middle of the depression if he had been able to get better help somewhere else but unfortunately jimmy rogers did pass away way too early in the 1930s dying in new york city may 26 1933 but two years earlier as i said he recorded the song tb blues one of the more familiar songs in his repertoire of songs that he recorded in the 20s and 30s this is the father of country music if you ever get a chance to go to meridian mississippi they've got many many things for you to see they have an incredible museum that's just opened in the last year called the max and it really promotes all of mississippi's great singer songwriters actors and authors and more and that being the town of jimmy rogers yes he's certainly feeded in a big way his grave is just outside the city limits in meridian and just pay proper proper tribute not all country music singers came from the state of tennessee or texas they were from places like meridian mississippi in this case the father of country music from the magnolia state here is tb blues from jimmy rogers my good gal's trying to make a fool out of me Lord, my gal, trying to make a fool out of me Trying to make me believe I ain't got that old TB I've got the TB blue When it rained down sorrow, it rained all over me 
When it rained down sorrow, it rained all over me. Cause my body rattles like a train on that old SP. I've got the TV blue. I've got that old TV, I can't eat a bite. Got that old TV, I can't eat a bite. Got me worried so I can't even sleep at night. I've got the TV blue. I've been fighting like a lion, looks like I'm going to lose. I'm fighting like a lion, looks like I'm going to lose. Cause ain't nobody ever with the TB blues. I've got the TB blues. But the graveyard is a lonesome place Lord, that old graveyard is a lonesome place They put you on your back Throw that mud down in your face I've got the TV Back to 1931 for that absolute classic from the father of country music, Jimmy Rogers. And of course, tuberculosis, the reason for his death in 1933. We hope this coronavirus does not take some of our greats like our Jimmy Rogers of this era or any of us. Let's hopefully keep that death toll down and not have the the widespread death that we saw back in the Great Depression with things like tuberculosis. We've got more of the Y'all Show. The hashtag Hullabaloo Madness is coming your way. We actually have an NFL star tweeting this week, and we'll tell you what he's got to say about a Yankee that's going to be coming south, a rich Yankee taking his carpet bags and coming to Tampa. We'll talk about that and have some more fun with hashtag Hullabaloo, and it's up next. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. 
you're the only one I want to come home to, Purple Mattress. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a purple hybrid or purple premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Here are three things about Vistaprint business cards. Which do you think is true? One, our business cards are now edible. Two, our business cards now come with sound effects. Three, our business cards now ship for free. Yep, it's three. All Vistaprint business cards now ship free. And that goes for any style and quantity. You pick the style, the shape, and the paper. The result is a card you're proud to hand out. So visit Vistaprint.com for free shipping on all business cards in any style and any quantity. Just use promo code 1000. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1000. Moving rapidly through this final hour of this last show of the week here of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, and I am your Southern Accentuation guy. I'm John Rawl. And we have now friends, hashtag Huddleblue coming your way, putting a little smile on your face as we wrap up this wild, crazy, oh goodness, unusual, never seen it before type deal in our lives. Not even World War II's outbreak had people scared to talk to each other, scared to associate with people you love because you might get sick or you might get them sick. It's crazy and maybe just get might get a little crazy. So we need some laughter. We need some fun to talk about. And that's what we do here on Hashtag Hull Blue of the Y'all Show. By the way, our number 803-816-1170. Our email address, y'allshow at y'all.com. Our website, y'all. Four little characters. I mean, I'll punch them right now on the show and you can hear me. Y-A-L-L dot c-o-m y-a-l-l dot c-o-m and there we are we're the show we're the website we're the movement we're like bernie sanders except instead of fairy tale land we are reality we're the show about the south and if you're a southerner you found the right spot and if you're not a southerner you'll want to show your southern pride even if you don't really have any if you keep listening to our show, you'll become one of us. Like this guy, Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson is a linebacker for your Carolina Panthers of the NFL. He grew up in Sacramento. And ears, ears, ears. If you are sensitive about the Civil War like I am, and you have a little bit of a, a love for the boys in gray, like I do and those who fought for the South like my family did. Ears. This this might hurt you. When I tell you where Shaq Thompson, there in Sacramento, California, where he went to high school. He went to college at the University of Washington. UW. Go Huskies. He was a first round draft pick of the Panthers in 2015. Has done a good job there for the franchise in Uptown Charlotte. Shaq Thompson went to Again, I'm sorry, all you CSA people out there. 
he went to not only Grant High School and not only Union High School. <laughs> Shaq Thompson graduated from Grant Union High School. I mean, the only thing worse would have been Grant Sherman High School in Sacramento, California. To his credit, he got out of there, went to the University of Washington, and again, was a first-round draft pick for the for the Carolina Panthers in 2015 and has had several great years with the Panthers. Now coached by Matt Rule, the former head coach of the Baylor Bears. Shaq Thompson was on Twitter this week. Shaq Thompson was weighing in on what looks like his newest NFL South, NFC South, specifically quarterback to enter the division. As New England Patriot legend, the GOAT, Tom Brady, looks like he's going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And lo and behold, Shaq Thompson, who lives in the Charlotte area now, is quite aware of this. And he he's not he's not backing down. Maybe the Panthers aren't going to back down either, although it looked like they backed down a lot last year as they had a pretty bad year, finishing last in the NFC South and missed out on the playoffs again. A lot of changes there for the Carolina Panthers. But Shaq Thompson this week on Twitter in a little bit of a throw shout out, if you will, to Tom Brady. He put a little emoji of the number two hand, like he's got two fingers raised. So it says, twice a year, welcome to the South. And he's talking about not just the South as a region, but the NFC South. And he sent that to Tom Brady with the hashtags, match the energy and hashtag iron sharpens iron. Shaq Thompson looking forward to going against going up against Mr. Brady when the Buccaneers and Panthers play twice a year. Now, last year, one of those games they played was in London, and that was a very good day for Shaq Thompson and the Panthers. They dominated the Buccaneers there in London, and then really the rest of the year, it just spiraled out of control. As I said, they finished dead last in the NFC South and missed the playoffs for another year. But Shaq Thompson welcoming Tom Brady to not only the NFC South, but in a way, he's welcoming Tom to the south and it's a smart move tom brady can escape that new england cold he doesn't have to pay taxes living in the state of florida now and tampa is a pretty good place wouldn't you agree i know if you live there you would agree but it's if you had to pick worst places in the world to live tampa and and florida they're not on that list foxborough might be on there Evidently, that might be why Tom Brady's leaving there. Joy Reid, she is on MSNBC. Y'all know who Joy Reid. She's got that show that comes on on the weekend, AM Joy. A controversial person. I, I won't call her a pundit. She often says things that she has to walk back. She's said things online against gays that she's not really apologized, I don't think, for. But she continues to have a job. Unlike a lot of people who say one thing and they're gone forever, they're sent to the to Siberia, the media Siberia. Joy Reid finds a way to keep on trucking on MSNBC. But she weighed in to another network's pundit here this week, former Obama campaign strategist David Axelrod, who I miss his mustache. I was so glad when he cut that thing off 
in the days after the i guess after obama was president and david axelrod's had a a nice freshly shaved face now and not that kind of goofy mustache but it's getting time i wouldn't mind seeing a throwback axelrod putting that mustache back on the democratic strategist who lives in the chicago area a chicago native by the way david axelrod but he is out this week on social media talking a little politics as he does throughout the week on cnn and david axelrod wrote amazing stat from a smart florida political hand in alabama arkansas florida mississippi missouri north carolina south carolina tennessee and virginia combined okay we're combining essentially the entire south that's already voted in these democratic primaries so we're talking alabama arkansas florida mississippi missouri north carolina south carolina tennessee virginia most every southern state has already voted in the democratic primary okay and out of those states joe biden won not only the states but within those states which it's let me count them up one two three four five six seven eight out of these nine southern states that have already voted joe biden won not only the state but he won every single county minus 10 so let's say each of these states has roughly 50 counties and there's 10 of them 500 counties he won 490 out of 500 counties roughly in the democratic primary that's pretty impressive now i did notice axelrod did not include texas which has already voted texas had evidently a pretty strong bernie sanders vote in a couple of their counties but joe biden has turned it around thanks to south carolina and and he swept the south here in the last month pretty impressive joy reed of msnbc took notice of david axelrod's political tweet and she weighed in on this in her own style she's usually always promoting or talking something to do with blacks so here's what she wrote and of those states all but florida and missouri have senate elections this year and if there is a major as she calls it african-american vote surge in the newly energized south more than you expect will be competitive keep in mind just over half of black americans still live in the south the south which represents about 43 percent of the entire u.s population by the way but it's more than half of where blacks live in the south or in america i'm surprised it's not more than that i, I would think the south may be 60 percent of the country's black population would be right here and dixie and i don't mean this in a dis- disrespectful way blacks of america but this is sort of like your american homeland okay i know you often think of africa is your native land you call yourselves in some cases african americans but it was the south where you most of you came into this country and you came here under bad conditions we all know that most of you did now not all of you some of you some blacks didn't get here until after the civil war some blacks have zero slave connections to this part of the to this country frankly someone like a kamala harris speaking of politics she is a black woman but she has no american black connections her mother was from india her father was from jamaica so you can't she can't sit here and say oh my ancestors were slaves picking cotton and 
Louisiana. That's not true for Kamala Harris. Now, of course, most of you, absolutely, there's truth to that. But Joy Reid is quick to point out that, yes, half of all blacks in this country live right here in the South. And she's what she's really trying to tip her hand in is that if we have on the Democratic side, the momentum that you've seen in this primary where people went out and voted this strong for Joe Biden, all Southern states minus Florida and Missouri, there's somebody on the ballot for U.S. Senate this year in each of these states. And if that black enthusiasm can go in in a primary and vote for a Biden, if they show back up again in November, they could also vote for whoever the Democratic person is on the ballot. And you'll see more Democratic elections of senators here in this part of the country. That from Joy Reid. Also, shout out to David Axelrod for even bringing this up. That's hard to believe. That Joe. I mean, if you don't believe that Joe Biden's on a roll, go back to just Tuesday night when they had the primary in Florida. If you saw that map of Florida's counties, I'm going to say Florida's got 60 counties. That's just a rough guess. I guess I could type it in right now. How many counties in the state of Florida? Let's see. Think, aren't computers kind of a neat thing? Counties in Florida. How many we got there in Florida? Survey says... 67. I think I said 60-something, didn't I? Uh, I just totally took a guess. But I've seen the map of the different counties. and 67 Sunshine State counties. And, yeah, if you saw that map from Tuesday night in the primary that Florida had, every single one of them was for Joe Biden. And you would have thought Bernie Sanders could have done a little bit better in some of the more liberal areas. I mean, here's a guy who was raised Jewish, and I'm not trying to get all demographic on you here, but there's a large Jewish population in South Florida, especially Fort Lauderdale, around Palm Beach and more. You would have thought maybe they would go out and support Bernie Sanders, maybe for that reason. You would have thought that the college kids in places like Gainesville or Tallahassee, or an Orlando area with UCF having like I think sixty thousand students, that the college kids would have been out big for Bernie Sanders. That didn't happen. Florida was completely. When Joy Reid mentions there was ten counties that went for Bernie Sanders in these roughly ten states in the South, Florida didn't have a single one. So Joy, I don't know which states had some, but it wasn't the Sunshine State. Let's talk a little food, if you don't mind. Moving away from politics to food. Now, that's a great move, don't you think? Yes, it is. Taste of the South. We love their their posts that they put out on social media. At Taste Mag is their Twitter account. They preserve the past and celebrate the future of Southern food. And we thank them for doing just that. Now, they put a tweet out here this week that's great for all of you who are stuck in the house and you're looking for something to do. Hey, go in there under the kitchen sink. I know that's where most of you keep these darn things. And dig out something you hadn't used probably in a while. Your cast iron skillet. Normally made by Lodge out of South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, by the way. Taste of the South. They want to remind all y'all to grab your cast iron skillet today and get to cooking. And they got an awesome picture of a tasty plate of good food cooked in a cast iron skillet. And they've got the hashtags pork chops southern fried fried pork chops easy cooking 
maybe the easy cooking part is true in a cast iron skillet what's not easy is the cleanup maybe i don't know how to cook proper or clean up properly from a cast iron skillet but yeah it's it's a great thing that they do with lodge and whoever else makes cast iron skillets but i'm aware that lodge there in south pittsburgh which is if you don't know where that is if you know anything about maps the tennessee river flows it dips into florida to alabama it'd be a problem if it dipped into florida it dips into alabama and goes just below huntsville then it turns up if you're looking on the map from left to right turns up towards chattanooga and where the tennessee river comes into tennessee first is at south pittsburgh this is just to the northeast of scottsboro and bridgeport alabama at bridgeport stevenson you got south pittsburgh right there just off of interstate 24 is where you'll find south pittsburgh and it is where lodge cast iron skillets are made and each year they have there in south pittsburgh which by the way is spelled p-i-t-t-s-b-u-r-g they don't put an h on that that's for those yens people up in pennsylvania to put the h on the end of pittsburgh south pittsburgh tennessee go Steelers. i don't know what their high school nickname there is but that's the home of the national cornbread festival and sadly because of this darn virus thing they've had to push it back here so let me go ahead and tell y'all about next year's national cornbread festival which cornbread and a cast iron skillet is to die for april 24th and 25th 2021 is the next national cornbread festival book your rooms now we'll see you there in south pittsburgh we'll be running across the bridge over the tennessee river they got an awesome bridge there if you if you ever get a chance to go it's on uh, just off of us 72 as it winds its way from huntsville toward chattanooga and you'll go right through south pittsburgh and a beautiful place there in southern i guess it would be sort of middle slash east tennessee it's really kind of the borderline it's technically central time there in south pittsburgh and that is hashtag hullabaloo right here on the y'all show hope y'all enjoyed that when we come back we got a quick look at movies and from dixie with love is going to get us out of here for the weekend this is y'all thanks for listening If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed.
back into this final segment of y'all and as we wrap up the week the movie chains of the world and the theaters the box offices are being hit big time by the coronavirus a lot of people are scared to go to the theaters a lot of theaters are shut down so hollywood uh, they're having to adjust their schedule of releases so in limited form we'll go ahead and tell you about some of the new releases this week the climb a comedy drama that's out this weekend deer skin is available a comedy and that's got albert delpy in that role there in deer skin dosed is a movie out right now limited it's a documentary directed by tyler chandler the conversation a re-release of a 1974 mystery thriller directed by francis ford coppola that's in a couple of theaters here this weekend and you also have older movies as i said they're totally having to readjust their their whole schedule for new movies and as a result of people not being out at theaters here a lot of you are choosing to stay home and stream movies so fandango has a list of their top 100 movies the most popular movies currently streaming on fandango now and the top movies include star wars the skywalker saga jumanji the next level spies in disguise star wars the rise of skywalkers out great movie i saw when it was in the theater in 1917 disney frozen 2 is also a lot of these are newer movies but some of these as i walk through here have a little bit of age to them knives out is one of the top movies on fandango greta gerwig's little women is available for you to stream dark waters uncut gems from adam sandler that looks like a great movie an r-rated movie from adam sandler matt damon and christian bale's ford v ford v ferrari is also available a fun movie with Margot Roby, Nicole Kidman, and Charlotte Theron, the Charlize Theron bombshell available for you to stream. How about Tom Hanks? He's in quarantine in Australia, but before he left us to go to Australia, he put out the movie Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood about Mr. Mr. Rogers, Tom Hanks, in the lead of that. A movie that was out several months ago that was very, very good, Midway, World War II film. It's available. The Clint Eastwood directed Richard Jewell is one of the top movies at Fandango now. And some of the movies here that I see that have a little bit more age to them that would be worth checking out if you have an opportunity to view any of these. Hobbs and Shaw, that one's a little bit of age on that one. The other Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, that's available in one of the top movies streaming. Office Space, the 20th anniversary edition at Fandango now, one of the top downloads there. That Brad Pitt movie, Ad Astra, it's available in one of the top movies. Four people to sit at home and pig out with chips and drinks and more. The 40-year-old virgin, that would be a good a good welcome relief from all the madness of the world right now. And what would even be better than that is to go watch Toy Story 4, which I think came out last year. And now it's one of the top stream movies at fandango now and that's just again these are some of the top 100 movies put out on streaming services like fandango now and these are good ideas to get you through the let's be honest the depression of the coronavirus don't have any sports to tell you about so we'll just go ahead and wrap up today's y'all show right now thank y'all very much maybe next week will be a lot better let's hope for the best i know a lot of you can't even go to church on sunday so Let's find whatever way, whether it's through the power of prayer, through whatever form that you need to, let's just pray this thing out here. Let's just wish this thing out of here and let's try to get back to normal. Wouldn't that be a good thing? And we're going to do our part here on the y'all show to, to make it as normal as possible. So thank you for listening. We'll be right back here Monday with an all new show. Jerry Short will be joining us and we'll have 
fun talking that and more and bring you fun and entertainment and news and a little bit of southernness to your life john rawl signing off thank y'all for listening to y'all talk with a southern accent our theme song for the week from dixie with love's gonna get us out of here have a good one Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a purple hybrid or purple premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Hey, y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be 
Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires. Which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.